The endurance of darkness is the preparation for great light. St. John of the Cross. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I am joined as always by my good friend, my pal from St. Agnes in Rockwell Center, Frank Alasia. Frank, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fine, Deacon. How's everything? Everything is good. Thank you. Um, tribulation, right? Affliction, hardships. We all face them sooner or later in life. So to start off this conversation about tribulation, what is the purpose of these trials, Frank, and how should we deal with them? Well, I think the, the point of these trials and tribulations is that we grow, you know, in holiness through these trials and tribulations. Right. And Alphonsus Liguori says, you know, those who live in prosperity and have no idea of adversity know nothing of the state of their souls. You know, tribulations open the eyes to the state of our souls where prosperity keeps them shut. Yeah, that sounds good. I think the first thing we have to remember is that when we face a trial, a crisis in life, whether it be a diagnosis of cancer, the loss of a job, the illness of a child, that these are not punishments from God, right? They certainly get our attention, but quite often, many times, they cause us to deepen our prayer lives and draw us closer to God, right? Yeah, we, what God does, I think, from keeping us attached to worldly things is that he mixes them with discomfort. So feeling this discomfort, we turn more to, to things of heaven. They're not a punishment. Christ is really perfecting us. And I think uh, Thomas Kempis in uh, The Imitation of Christ, he says, we don't know what we are until adversity shows us. And I think that's really true. No doubt. I mean, I know when I was diagnosed with prostate cancer at the age of 46, I mean, you realize that you could be facing death or a painful illness, and it's scary. You know, for me, it opened up a whole new world of, you know, doctors and healers who want to help you to be well. And I discovered healing ministries that I hadn't known about before, dedicated to prayer, and it focused my attention on calling out every day to the healing light of Christ, because you're among so many other people in the same boat. And as I look back on it now, Frank, and I can say definitely, it drove me to a deeper sense of spirituality and relationship with God. Yeah. And like you said before, it's, it's, it's not like the God of the old Testament where, you know, people would say, Oh, you know, what did he do wrong that God punished him and gave him this way? You know, what we're trying to focus on really here is the new covenant, you know, and the new Testament. And Jesus came to dispel all that stuff. You know, he's not hurting us. You know, he he's perfecting us. When he does, it's almost like, you know, a parent with a child, you know, when you, when you punish them, it hurts you more than it hurts them. They don't understand that, you know, they think you're being mean, but it's, it's, it's for their own good. And hopefully, like you said, when you, when you go through something like that, you really, you really see it firsthand. You know, what I wanted to ask you about that, did you seek the consolation of people or did you turn more to Christ through that trial? It's a great question, but I got to tell you, I, I, you find the Lord through other people. I mean, you, I mentioned healing ministries. You've heard of Dave Dravecki, the pitcher, the left-handed pitcher for the Giants. He uh, had uh, cancer, and he snapped his arm off at a game in Montreal once and had to have his whole entire shoulder removed. And 
his ordeal was shared with many, and they the Dravecki's started a healing ministry. It's through other people that we find our way to the Lord. But yes, you're right. Ultimately, we have to call on God. You mentioned the fact that uh, who's to blame, that the skeptics came to him and said, Lord, this man was born blind. Who sinned, him or his parents? He said, neither one. And, right. and, and as you say, in terms of New Testament, he says to us, if anyone desires to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. So we might ask, isn't there another way? I mean, a less painful, less difficult way? And he answers us. And he says, I am the way. No right. one comes to the Father except through me. So we learn as we suffer that the way of the cross is the way to eternal life with God. Right. I think adversity also compels us um, to seek God and his mercy. And he doesn't want our misfortune. He wants our welfare. And, and we must embrace these, these trials and adversity with thanksgiving. I mean, St. John Christosom says, the cross of Christ is the key to paradise. And I think that that's, that's what we must see Christ in these tribulations and adversities and yeah. not to seek so much consolation from, from, from other people because humans can't give graces. Christ can. And that's what we need to get through the problems when we have these things. Yeah. And I guess you mentioned the Old Testament. I guess the great model for endurance of trials is Job. Uh, in the Old Testament. The story is that he had all this wealth and a great big family. And at one point, all of it begins to fall apart. <clears throat> Even his own physical health is threatened. And he has, he has boils on his neck. And his friends say, you must have done something to really offend God to have all this happen. And he says, no, we accept the good things that come from God, and we have to accept also the bad. And ultimately, because Job is able to keep his faith through all of his suffering and disappointment, He's rewarded for his endurance in the end. It's a great model for us. Yes, because through it all, he's clinging to God in faith. He realizes the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Another great example mm -hmm. is the saints. They show us, mm -hmm. you know, none of these saints were, the saints weren't well treated or esteemed by the world. Um, actually, they were, they were really, they were really persecuted and, and did suffer a lot of trials. So they're, Another good example of uh, who and, and who to turn to in, in times like this, to, yeah. to pray to your favorite saint, to pray to saints who've had the same problems that you have, right? Definitely. And you mentioned that we've done this before, the surrender novena, right? Nine yeah. days of prayer given by Jesus to Father Rotolo. And he quotes the Lord each day. And on day two, he, he quotes Jesus as saying, surrender means to placidly close the eyes of the soul to turn away from thoughts of tribulation and to put yourself in my care so that only I act. And the prayer that day is, Oh Jesus, I surrender myself to you. You take care of everything. Yeah. I think that that, that novena is so important. If you, if you don't know it, look it up. You can find it anywhere. It's really, really a, a consoling thing. The surrender novena, right? The surrender novena. And when, you know, our only true consolation really comes from God. And that's what I think that he, like, as I said, he's trying to help us and perfect us so that we can, you know, come close into him and, and hopefully spend all eternity with him. Lord Jesus, come into my life and love me. Lord Jesus, come into my life and save me. 
Lord Jesus, come into my life and heal me tonight. Amen. Amen. Amen, Deacon. Folks, thanks a lot for listening. And, and don't forget to like us and follow us and send us an email at anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. That's anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. Frank, I love you a lot. Take care. Okay, I'll talk to you next time. Thanks. God bless, Deacon.